You're listening to DraftKings Network. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast in the first segment. Oh, man, we talk about so much. We are in hot, hot, hot Orlando. It is so muggy. And why is it hot? Because the All-Star Game is happening. So many cool things. Everybody thinks uh, Christian is Nani. We also talk about Jill Ellis. We talk about Carlos Cordero. We talk about a lot. All the drama. And in the second segment, we are talking to John Strong, who's going to be calling the game. He's calling the All-Star Game with Stu Holden and Katie with him. Uh, so we talk uh, We talk uh, All-Star Game. We talk Atleti. We talk, uh, you know, some Timbers chat. You know how it is. And we uh, solve the puzzle that is, why is Christian talking like <laughs> This. Yeah, it's a it's a strange uh, day today. Well, so that and more on this episode of, of the Cooligans. Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. that kind of energy after the Come day on. after the kind of uh day days that we've had days so, spelled d-a-z-e oh sure oh, yeah. sure okay i, I spell it d-a-y-z but okay. that's just me you know yeah uh, <laughs> you help boys to men come up with a spelling <laughs> for their name as well uh hello everyone welcome uh, to the show just a a, a, a quick uh, just get we have to get in front of it because uh, it's it's kind of, it's it's already a big story. But my voice is a little it's a little weird. It's right. a little rough. Okay, uh, we're currently in Orlando. That's right. We are recording the this. humidity capital of the United States of America. Okay, yeah, that's it. It's the humidity is their state flag. Uh huh. <laughs> it's their GDP. <laughs> They're like, what you dry out there? You need this joint lotion. There's no reason to buy lotion in the city. Don't need it. No, All right. um, my voice is pretty much shot. Your voice is matching the look of your face. Okay. <laughs> you have the age, the look of a, of a very young boy, <laughs> and now you have the voice of one. All right. Pu- you hear puberty, folks. Puberty's uh, <laughs> it's coming right now on this yeah. show. Oh, uh, yeah. You're hearing me become a man. Okay. Mm. Um, so my voice has been uh, pretty shot from talking to a bunch of people, going out, talking to a bunch of like, uh, you know, hanging out with journalists at, at loud bars, you know, that uh, I don't think you, I don't know if you understand the, the lifestyle that we sort of leave. If you if you are a person who wants to work in soccer, a big part of the job is speaking loudly to people at bars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to be able to talk over creed <laughs> if you want, <laughs> if you want to succeed in this business. Exactly. Okay. Also, you need to have the a liver that will probably not cirrhose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so apologies uh, ahead of time, but uh, that, that it is what it is. I I hope that the 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 my my trash ass voice doesn't affect the quality of the jokes. That's right, because we're going to continue to be trash ass jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, but welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. Yes, it is, and my name is Alexis Guerreros. And we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer podcast that you yeah. have ever listened to. And I kind of want to hear you say it in this voice. What else are we? Oh, uh, We're also the gulliest <laughs> soccer podcast that you've ever listened to. <laughs> that's right. You heard Fightful. <laughs> okay, we are in Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Only the gulliest voice. You know if someone says something wild gully in that voice, you should be scared. Exactly. Okay. There's a, a great rapper from uh, Toronto, Canada named Pressa, and he has uh, a very childlike voice, but okay. it sounds... 
demonic. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, I I didn't think this voice could intimidate a soul. Yeah. But <laughs> well, apparently, I was wrong. We found all you had to do was get punched in the throat by your girlfriend who was here with us in Orlando <laughs> for a right. couple of days. Yeah. She was, it was the first time uh, my girlfriend got to experience one of these... Uh, Soccer trips that we take. Yeah, soccer trips. And she, probably the last. I think I, yeah, I, I, she was like, what? This is what you guys do? It's all work and no play. I told you. You know, she thinks we're we're out gallivanting with all these soccer thoughts. Right? Ain't no soccer thoughts. Ain't, ain't no soccer thoughts. No. Babe. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Bone. Not much of a soccer thought. Okay. You know? It's EMLS virgins. Yeah. We're yeah. all virgins. Yeah. <laughs> we said in a correct voice for that statement. <laughs> Kevin Egan of Atlanta United and uh, Formerly of being one sports, not much of a soccer thought. Exactly. So uh, even though he w, he he does be wearing some real salacious uh, clothing. Oh, that's right. That bomber jacket <laughs> be looking mad tight. Kevin Egan. Yeah, all, all, if you haven't been to MLS All Star, it is uh, very much an opportunity for everyone to kind of gather, reconnect yeah. the people. Uh, different, uh, uh, you know, employees from all all around the league get to like basically see each other. That's at, right. At once, uh, and it's a it's a good, not only just like networking opportunity, but a uh, there's like a, a bunch of fun events planned around it. There's like community. Yeah, uh, even if you don't work in soccer or have a podcast, uh, it's shit like that. If you're just a fan, there's a lot of great stuff for you to go see. You yeah. know, uh, the EMLS competition we were part of. I can't believe that was free. That was like getting to see like a full television show competition production kind of thing. Exactly, and it was. And a, we were a part of it, so you know it was luxurious. Exactly. <laughs> Finally, the the EMLS matches the level of luxury that the cooler gets. Yeah. <laughs> we requested said. <laughs> Luxury levels and they have been met. And also, shouts to EMLS. We're just one letter away from actually working with EMLS on something. We're trying to make that MLS. We're trying to get Gamut Tam money, son. And by the way, we never work for them fully, son. We always gonna be. We always gonna be independent. <laughs> we gotta keep it gully. Okay, yeah. We, why do you want to list our resume? What are you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. We don't keep it gully though. So uh, our resume is written on cardboard with a sharpie, my guy. And it says, "Please give us money." Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, people think we're homeless. Yeah. Oh, Oh, is that why y'all got that impression? Because of this empty cup I'm sitting here? This is for you to put that big old check in it. Yo, don't disrespect me like that, dog. I know. <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, we got to... Uh, the EMLS challenge was dope. We got to hang out with Diego Forlan playing, who was also playing. It. This time I did not scare him. He exactly. also refused to speak to me. So I feel like he remembered me. I, I said hello to him and I, uh, I, I was speaking to him in Spanish. And I think he was like, what? Well, you you speak Spanish? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, because you're from Uruguay, where yeah. they're like, "Didn't we get rid of the black people <laughs> who taught you how to speak Spanish?" It was like a little taken aback. I don't yeah. know, uh, but he was, uh, but he was awesome. And uh, uh, Landon Donovan, Landon Donovan. Although you know the gif of him doing the dab has gone a bit viral now. Yeah. His trash as dab. Yeah. His dab is worse than your voice. <laughs> yeah, and my voice is pretty bad. Yeah, I made fun of him. I said, "Dude, you're not doing the dab. You're doing the dad." Yeah, he, <laughs> and he kind of laughed at it, but it was also like, "Ooh, that was cold." Yeah. Well, Landon Donovan is young enough that he should know how to properly do a dab. That's my opinion. I said to him, "I was like, yeah. I mean, he was playing when it was hot, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. I think playing uh, in Mexico when it was hot at Leon. Yeah. I said to him, I was like, "Yo, dog, like." Come on, I got to show you a couple Migos videos. And he looked at me like, 
Migos. <laughs> Yo, I didn't realize Landon Donovan was, was that out of touch. Even though he has a pretty good first touch. Yeah, but, great first touch. Yeah, but quite out of touch. A bit of a finisher. It's the stuff in between that we're worried about. <laughs> uh, but that was uh, a dope experience and a cool thing to really uh, be a part of. So Yeah, dude, shouts to uh, EMLS for making us a part of that. And check out their competitions, man. It's a real blast. Yeah, wa- well, watch the, the, the broadcast of it. It's on uh, Periscope uh, right now. So if you go on to EMLS... Um, uh, or I think just the MLS uh, Periscope, you can watch uh, the broadcast and, you know, you scrub through, get to our, our our match is the third one. When Christian plays, they let me call the game along yes. with Kevin Egan and Stephen Keel. Yeah. So, and uh, that may be the last time I have ever given a chance <laughs> to call the game. <laughs> so, yes, three uh, equally uh, respected broadcasters <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. sharing sharing the stage. At one point, Kevin Egan goes, "That's the voice of Alexis Guerrero's." <laughs> Just making it clear that wasn't me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was uh, it was a really cool experience, and we've been having a great time uh, out here in it's Orlando. Been a blast. Um, and and we, we do have to give a shout out to um, uh, Ivan and, and King Ray and Ray Kingzo. Uh, uh, who, who surprised us, uh, uh, you know, at our hotel, gave us a, an incredible gift. Normally uh, surprising us at the hotel is not a good thing. Sure. <laughs> are you my dad? <laughs> well, what are you doing here? <laughs> Cop! <laughs> no, you, you think I can't run? I know where the exits are already. So... Uh, they gave a you would remember them as the platano phone guys that's right that we uh, we did like an instagram live with that we, you can see the video uh, on our youtube channel and they were the guys they're two orlando city fans that were uh the camera panned to them and they were holding two plantains with a string with like a, sh- a like a phone cord between them okay, yeah connected to the, uh, to each other and they both had antennas uh, coming out of them and those were that was the the, the platano phone or they they call it um the i platano the i platano Right. <laughs> so uh, uh, we got to meet them in person in Orlando. I actually saw them at the Prince Royce concert because, of course, yeah, right? of course. Where else would you meet said <laughs> said Dominican and Haitian besides at the meeting that you guys had Prince Royce held for everybody? Exactly. We didn't even have to discuss. We didn't. I didn't have to send them a calendar request. No, 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 <laughs> no. It was it was it was foretold in the stars. <laughs> so. Uh, saw them there. Said hello. It was really, really cool. Uh, um, they were shocked to see me, uh, and that was awesome. Uh, but they came to the hotel, gave us an incredible gift um, that that we we've already unboxed on video. But so you can watch that. You can watch that. You can watch that. It's it, an absolute honor what they on, did for us on Instagram. Um, but they gave us uh, kits. Yeah, uh, a, a Domin- of our respective countries, a Dominican Republic kit. And a Cuban kit. Custom made. That's right. Uh, with like a lot of detail. The coat of arms is saying, I, wait, I can't wait till you guys see it. We it, should dude, do like an infographic it, on it. I, I was almost in tears, man. It was so, it so legitimately cool. like I, I, we ne- I never expected four years ago when we put on micro, you know, turn the microphone and recorder on that at some point someone would be giving us customized kits with our, you know, heritage attached to yeah, it yeah man it's and, and look it, it's a, a dominican dude and a haitian dude who both love soccer both love their their uh countries uh soccer like in dominican republic the the, the sport is is, is kind of still growing yeah uh, haiti they had a great run at the at the in the gold yeah, cup they've leveled up so it's you love to see it 
Alexis. I love to see it. It was awesome, and and, and for us to be welcome uh, and, and sort of uh, you know they appreciate what we do, we appreciate what they do, and uh, that's the kind of like uh, culture and, and things we need to see in, yeah. in, in American and soccer. I, I think we said it in the video, but you know, part of what we want to do on this podcast is highlight this sort of new culture. Of soccer, you know what I yeah. mean. We don't have to be, you know, all stodgy like some of the older leagues that exist in Europe. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we could create our own thing. You yeah. know, nobody even watches those old leagues. In Europe no, anymore, dude, man. they're not popular at all. <laughs> I mean, they're honestly they're spending too much money for the lack of ratings that they're getting. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's um, shouts let's, to those guys. Thank you guys again, man. It means the world. So let's. Um, uh, I, I want to read a quick review uh, because we are uh, we're crushing it in the reviews. We're at five thirty four. <laughs> Plus our Canadian reviews, so uh, those those are still up there. Yo, shouts to all the Canadians. I just made <laughs> I just made a press a reference. Okay, so shouts to all the Canadians out there. <laughs> okay, doing the damn thing. So I wanted to read one. Uh, this is uh, comes from Darling Dearest, who we may who we may know quite well. Uh, this is Kale Parker. Well, this can't be a new review. You must be reading a very old review because Kale is a day one. Yes. So this is apparently. Um, it, it'll explain itself in the review. So I, I, I know Kale appreciates me reading this review in this voice because I'm sure it sounds exactly like her. So, uh, so um, uh, it says the subject says, "Yeah, this podcast is gully, but it's also the best." Okay, Aww. and five stars, of course. So uh, Kale goes on to say. Uh, as the one-time princess of the Cooligans podcast, I realize I have most definitely been usurped by Ali Krieger, uh, which is not true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I, w- I would not agree with that statement. And then uh, she continues. She says, y'all know I love these guys. As someone who listens to a lot of soccer content, no, none wearing sports coats, okay? Uh, <laughs> this podcast is definitely the funniest and obviously the gulliest, but it's also just the best. Alexis and Christian interview like no other. You won't find another team that brings out personalities like this one. Y'all mentioned that you're missing reviews from other countries, but it should also be pointed out that I've left a handful of reviews in the past which were never posted. Now, I- I'm not here to yell conspiracy but I hope when they storm Area 51, they find all those missing reviews because I'm sure I'm not the only one. This goes all the way to the top. Go right around over. <laughs> Shouts to Kale, man, who's now living in Seattle, just yes. living her best life. Huge Sounders fan. Huge Sounders living, fan. Was living in Chicago when we met her. That's right. Uh, came out to us to uh, the All-Star game. That's right. Uh, awesome. Uh, not, only, not only a fan, dear friend. Uh, and we're, we're happy. Thank you for this review. Yeah, Kale. I would say that she's one one of the first people who was like a fan of the show that we actually like maybe not from the New York area that we got to like meet sure. and like become like close friends with. Like, like, I feel like I could have any conversation in the world with Kale. You I, know, she probably doesn't want that because she's heard this podcast, <laughs> but I feel like I could, you know, but I think uh, she was the first person. She was the first woman listening where we used to make jokes. We we're like, the women even listen to us idiots. Yeah. It's like first year doing this podcast. We we're like, there's no way girls could we like, apologize. We yeah, like, I'm oh, sorry oh, if there are any listening. We, we just said something very stupid. Yeah. About <laughs> yeah. We, we say this because we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, and she was one of the first, I was like, yeah, I'm listening. And, yeah. and you know, she's we, like, there's some of us. <laughs> well, we hear, um, more and more about the, the, the growth of, um, the, the female fan base for Major League Soccer. And I think that was a thing when we started, we, we just were not aware. We, especially, you know, we only knew 
Rebels and NYCFC. Like, yeah, we, we just we, like we knew, but we weren't like getting deep. Now that we're like deep in MLS, yeah, we're finding out that there's all these like just this this great culture. It feels like our fan base is fifty fifty, which is such an honor. It's no, the numbers don't say that, Alexis. <laughs> you know, but I said it feels. It oh, feels okay. Yeah, it feels like it is because when we go to events, it feels like there's a lot of women that I represent. I you agree. know what I mean? Uh, I want to read this one. This is from uh, Lutgal. Luetigal, Luetigal, uh, okay. whatever. Happy to find it. All right. All right. Five stars. Initially, I discovered the Cooligans while listening to a totally different show that is also about soccer. Okay. I wonder if it's totally about soccer. At first, I wasn't sure if it was for me. It was like arriving at a party and immediately thinking, am I cool enough to be here? Then one day, they did a bit about a suburban mom in a minivan frantically Googling the names of the rappers they were discussing while I was simultaneously Googling the names <laughs> of those same rappers while sitting in my Subaru in the parking lot of a Cadoba. It hit me. They know I'm here and they are perfectly okay with it. Even if some of us may be more gully adjacent. Great show, guys. Shouts to all the gully adjacents. <laughs> yeah. You count too. Yeah, yo, we need y'all. We need people on the fringes going, yo, hurry up. The cops are coming. (laughs) (laughs) Every gully needs a lookout. And that's y'all. Exactly. In in your Subarus, in your Cadobas. So thank you for that. Uh, Luetigal. 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 We appreciate you. So uh, help us get to 600 reviews. Why not? We're having a good time out here. I mean, look, 600 means the world to us. 500 meant the world to us. 600 will mean the world to us. Yo, get us to 1,000. Why not? Yo, Kale, keep leaving these ghost reviews until we hit 1,000. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've sent the army out to do the job. You know what's funny? We talk about reviews so much that there's people that have been like, yo, I love the show. I haven't left a review yet, but I'm gonna. And I'm always like, yo, you better do that. You ain't even allowed to talk to me until you do. It's so dope. But people like somebody honked a horn at us and was like, cool again. Oh, we're right. walking around Orlando. Nah, I this think is, no, we were just getting catcalled. Yeah, yeah, like, what yeah, you wearing? Yeah, nice, nice tits. Yeah. Oh, wait, who are you talking to? <laughs> Bring that sweet voice of yours over here. I'm like, is it me? I guess it's me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about tits. It's me. <laughs> you know that. So, um, uh, all right, let's. Um, uh, we are here at MLS All Star, but today, huge news uh, broke uh, regarding the U.S. Women's That's National right. Team. I, I ate a salad. Well, oh, no, the other huge news. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the, the salad that shook the world. <laughs> By the way, fans are disappointed in me. Do <laughs> you want you to die sooner? Yeah, I, I mean, understand. I feel like I've made a strong point of saying I would never eat a salad. And I will tell you, Kobe Jones uh, guilted me into it. Okay. He is very good. Typical Kobe Jones. Right? Just yeah. making it all about himself. Yes, you had uh, breakfast or lunch? With I had lunch with Kobe Jones Co- and Kevin Egan. Look at that. I mean, this is why you come to All Star, right? It's to have lunch with me. Exactly. And I had the burger dialed up, and I thought, you know what? The burger might make me look a little fat. Everyone else here is eating a salad. Why don't I go with the no, filet mignon not, sliders? Yeah, the burger might make you look fat. Not, not your clothing, your yeah. body. Yeah. No, not, not the body. Your actual body fat. Well, I'm not sitting anywhere near the two of them because they both look great. Okay? And shouts to Kevin Egan, who just had a seven-month-old at home. Uh, okay. So shouts to him. I forgot he had a baby. We didn't congratulate him. But long story short, I... Uh, I ordered last as I got there last. They had already ordered. And uh, Kobe's like, what are you going to order? And I'm like, oh, you guys ordered salads. I might not. And he goes, yeah, the salad here is actually very good and filling. And I was like, here's what I'll do. I'll ask the waiter, how big is the salad? And he'll say, it's not that big. And then I'll just go, give me the sliders. Happy medium between a salad and a burger is the sliders, I think. Sure. <laughs> right? Yep. Total, total, makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That hits a 50 from the zero to 100, right? And I thought maybe I'll get a side salad, you know? Okay. So I said to the guy, and I was like, hey, 
how, uh, how big is the Caesar salad? And he goes, oh, it's actually really big and filling. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you threw me under a bus, buddy. Wow. But you and know, I was but like, realistically, men usually lie about the size yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of their salads. You call this seven-inch salad? Uh, <laughs> this is depressing. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I was like, fine. And then I was going to get the steak. And the guy goes, you know, the salmon's really good. And I was like, well, all right. Well, then I guess I'll get the salmon. Okay. So there I am. <laughs> salmon Caesar salad. God damn it. I'm sure it was. Living de- a lie. I'm sure it was delicious. Living a lie. Um, it was filling. <laughs> well, uh, no, I didn't want to talk about that. Okay, but we did. I, you want to talk about Jill Ellis. I want to talk about Jill Ellis because she announces uh, that she is stepping down uh, as the head coach of the U.S. Women's National Team. Not retiring, just stepping down. Done. She's done with it. Done with it. Did it. <laughs> Won the World Cup. What's next? Yeah, twice. Yeah, until the Monstars show up. I got nothing else to win. <laughs> okay, find me some real competition. <laughs> yeah, this is embarrassing. <laughs> you call yourself a nation. <laughs> um, no, pretty crazy. I think uh, pretty unexpected. Um, Very unexpected Especially with this kind of success And uh, I mean she could have had A a, a long run of, of uh, with a lot of support. Here's what I think happened is she's well, first of all, she gets basically like a four year vacation, right? Until the next world cup. I mean, there's a lot of like, you know, friendlies and stuff, but she could have mostly chilled. Uh, Olympics are coming up as well. Olympics are coming up as well. That's true. Um, but here's what I think. I think she realizes and, and Meg, uh, Linehan, uh, mentioned this on our uh, show, of the athletic, of the athletic, wonderful reporter. Um, and she was there the entire time in, uh, in France. Um, but she mentioned this and I think this is where this comes from that Jill Ellis or the women's national team. This is their last hurrah having an overwhelming advantage. Okay. Uh, and that the next time, you know, these players are starting to develop a lot more in other countries. Uh, a lot of other countries are now taking, uh, women's soccer a lot more serious. A lot of the uh, female players are starting to become a lot more, uh, you know, a lot, you know, uh, higher quality, higher level of competition. So if that's the case, then the next the next cycle might not be as easy. And then that ruins the uh, the legacy of a Jill Ellis. So you you walk away now. The old Seinfeld, you hit a good bit. Good night. You walk away. Sure. That's what she did. She took her second World Cup win when everyone told her she was going to lose to to France in this joint. And she comes out. Everybody, spra- everybody didn't tell her that. Well, you know, there was a lot of talk. A lot of people said that. A lot of people said that. Yeah. We could say everybody. It's a <laughs> podcast. No one takes it seriously. Uh, but every, people were saying she might lose and it wasn't guaranteed. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? Wave off. I won. Goodbye, everybody. And now she could go take a big money job at Lyon or or Arsenal uh, ladies was a big uh, somebody mentioned that okay. uh, there's like a bunch of there's a bunch of jobs that she could take you know um, what I mean but there's, there's no job bigger than the US Women's National Team no, she did what she could with it so sure. now now go get paid off of that okay no, this I, is your this is your big money time and if that fails you could be like well they had a terrible you know infrastructure I'm still Jill Ellis who won the World Cup twice. Where else yeah, can I go? Uh, but a lot of people do do feel that Jill Ellis uh, only won because of the incredible roster that, that the U.S. had. Of course, but who cares? She has the cachet. She got the ring. I'm not taking it away from her. If somebody says something like, well, didn't you just win because of the talent? Hit him with the ring. I mean, either either she left out of like, you know, personal reasons. Maybe she just needed a break, wanted some time off, or she felt like... Uh, I can't. I can't do this for another cycle, or I can't deal with the. Uh, I can't work with U.S. soccer. There, there is I can't a, work under this pressure anymore. There, there is a lawsuit. You know, maybe, maybe it. it you know, I, I, I don't know if she's given uh, any clear uh, 
reasons per se. Uh, I didn't read anything that gave unnecessarily next steps of her career. Exactly. Oh, why she anything. quit to begin with? No. Or why she stepped down to begin with? So, uh, yeah, uh, sort of a bit. Of, I, I didn't expect it. I thought she would be around uh, at least for the next Olympics or another World Cup. But we do see national team managers uh, across men's soccer and women's. Like it's two cycles is. Pretty common. That's like a good run, unless you're. That is a great run, but it's also a, a, like the 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 difference between the amount of stress you f- you feel on on an average day, and then all of a sudden gearing up for the World Cup. That's got to take its toll on you. Sure. And you know now that the stress level has come down, she celebrated. Right, it's the end of the celebration a bit right now. She thinks to herself, "I really don't want to put myself through that anymore." Okay. Yeah. I mean, put put herself through. What champagne? Too much champagne. Too much champagne. (laughs) Oh God! All of the Good Morning Americas. To be honest, she didn't do much of the media stuff. No, she didn't. But you really didn't see her. She's not. She's never really been the focal point of 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 the success of the team. Do you have any doubt in your mind that if I brought (coughs) any team to the World Cup twice in one, that I would find a way to make it completely about myself? No, never. You too too much humility. You never do it. Did you say too much humidity? (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I'm too moist. (laughs) So uh, on uh, to to piggyback off of that, I sound like uh, Miss Piggy when I say (laughs) to Miss Piggyback off of that. To Miss Piggyback off of that. Um, Let's talk about the head of U.S. Soccer. Uh, Carlos Codero, who, who I mean, he's just who, he's, really, who wanted to take a little bit of shine off yeah. of uh, Jill Ellis's day. <laughs> you know, uh, he uh, posted a thing on uh, a, a four-letter, uh, you know, statement, uh, uh, four-page letter, a four-page letter, just like Aaliyah. Yeah. So uh, he wow. He, very nice. <laughs> so, you so he's it's very emotional. And, and I seal it with a kiss. <laughs> Actually, he sealed it with a diss. <laughs> so he he uh, posts this letter on Twitter, which is uh, where you you do your uh, professional communication. Yeah, they, nowadays. <laughs> also, it was uh, clearly uh, this was stored in a, in a folder on his desktop under the word shade. <laughs> So, uh, if you haven't uh, read the uh, the letter, it's uh, and good. we haven't either. I I did. Don't say we. Yeah, okay, I, I did read the whole thing. Uh, it is uh, follow uh, Carlos Codero. I mean, or don't follow Carlos. Don't, Carlos just Google it. Just, <laughs> uh, it, it is on Twitter. It's C A C Soccer is uh, Carlos Codero's uh, Twitter handle, uh, and he it, it's basically a fact sheet, which is fair because he's kind of a cack. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's unnecessary. <laughs> Which is like that's the annoying part, but it's also wildly childish. Makes no so does that not make, make perfect sense? Make no sense whatsoever. So uh, he he lists a fact sheet about why, basically saying like, Yo, no, he made a bunch of claims and then he put in a fact sheet. Yes, he basically, basically supporting his claims. To to paraphrase the entire thing, he's basically like, Yo. We're good guys. We're not we're that not, bad. We're not that bad. We're not doing anything bad to these ladies. We're good. We're good The to problem them. is, is these ladies don't understand math. <laughs> and it just turns out I do. So let me explain to you how the women made more than the men in 2018. Okay. So there, there Which are. Which is, by the way, anyone you mentioned that to that knows anything about soccer would immediately be like, well, yeah. One group made it to the World Cup and the other one didn't. Exactly. You could understand why they would make more money total. Yes. Be- but they had to also work more yeah. than the men. So it's not 
equal equal pay, nor is it equitable pay. No. But, and by the way, they also threw in the NWSL salaries of the women on the national team. Yes. Which is trash. Which is which is a so this is all Carlos Godero, right? And he is basically making uh, and there's a lot of claims here, and we can't really break them all down, but he's essentially saying like they they get paid more. And I don't want to just casually just say they get paid more, but he says collectively in these in this particular span of years uh, that I don't have in front of me, but that he uh, highlighted, he was like they were paid more in these particular set of years and uh, co- collectively. So that is uh, that's not saying it's not a one to one like Michael Bradley makes as much as Ali Long, right? No, and if they both played a game. A friendly or whatever, or right. uh, uh, they both be able to buy as much groceries as the other. No, that's not the case. That's not what he's saying. But he basically used every accounting move. Yeah, possible. this is a mafia accountant <laughs> version of being like. Well, I mean, if you look at it this way, my 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 client paid almost too many taxes, See, and that's the problem. You're not looking at it the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you're looking at it in a very different way. And if you do that, we're never going to see eye to eye. <laughs> so um, it's uh, when I first read it, I, I read it without seeing any of the the opinions about it or any of the criticism. So I'm reading it. And as a person who hasn't seen a counterpoint and is just like um, waiting to sort of shape my own opinion about it. Right. I'm like, this doesn't look right. Yeah, it's this that, seems funny. It's like they wouldn't sue if they're making more money. Right. Right. It's like, this doesn't sort of feel right. Uh, and then, he, I mean, he's being he's being dragged. Dragged is not the word. <laughs> I mean, he is being lambasted. Yeah. So, dude. The, I mean, he was on. We were in the lobby uh, waiting for uh, our friend to show up, and uh, Dan Levitard's show is on, mm-hmm. and Dan Levitard is doing a full segment about this. Yeah. And they have so- women soccer experts on the show breaking down how this is trash. The men's uh, side of U.S. soccer has come out and said, "Whoa." They didn't ask us because he claims to have spoken to them and getting facts from them. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't give him any facts. He never spoke to us about it. Yeah. And they're like, and we don't agree with this math at all. But here's here's the genius of it. Okay. Okay. And I know this is you and I. We talk about this sometimes. If it comes to something, something, um, what's a, what's a, what's the word with the D that uh, Glenn Crook said? I like uh when something is like being hidden from you or whatever. Deception? Deception, right? When it comes to deception, you come to me. Not remembering the word, but just doing the of thing. Not, yes. Right? <laughs> uh, we get it. Words are my thing, right? Here's where this is great. He's muddying the waters. He's causing confusion. Where I think it's backfiring is everyone else is finding facts. Sure. And, and now he's like, God damn. But what he was trying to do is pull an old uh, politics tactics, which is just send out as much in misinformation as possible and confuse. And what will happen is the real information will only get to a certain select few where he's confusing this and where he made a misstep is that the amount of people paying attention to this part of women's soccer is not as grand as the amount of people that are now being told this guy lied because it's now hitting every news channel. Yeah. And it's a clearly a slow news week. So he's all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Everyone is talking about this and more people are hearing about this than ever read his letter or heard about <laughs> his point. So he's not necessarily muddying the water. The water's being filtered out faster than he can muddy it. Here's the other issue. He does this right when Jill Ellis 
says she's leaving. So everyone's paying attention to the left, a little bit misdirection. You release this wild, wild talk with the right, thinking, ah, not many people are going to notice it, and it's going to hit even harder after everyone finishes talking about Jalalis, which is trash, and U.S. soccer keeps doing this. Yeah, I- U.S. soccer keeps doing this. They did, um, what did they do during, uh, during the Women's World Cup? They announced something, right? I forgot what it was. Like they, they, we, they just keep doing this. They just okay. keep announcing. Things. I mean, they had they had other finals the same day as the World Cup final. But no, like not that. not that. No, they'll like announce things. They'll they'll put out like news bits that they hope get get sort of you know caught in the background and not give as much shine. This sure. is these these are all sort of leftovers from a previous regime that I had this this silent hope. That would go away. You know, the increased transparency, the the lack of political games, the lack of treating their players like assets and not people. All these things that I had hoped would go away. And I clearly have not. Yeah. And uh, overall, you got to. So I, I when I saw when I read this. My first kind of thought is, why is Carlos Cordero posting this? Why is exactly the advantage and you sort of made the point about mudding the waters but i did think like what what the, what advantage does he gain and he's trying to get some some you know sway the popular opinion right the, the women cheering equal pay when he was on stage at the parade in new york yeah right? they he he can't he the, these they Megan Rapino will you know be more famous than Carlos Cordero could even dream right like, he he cannot compete uh, and, he, and it seems like he's sort of trying to influence the uh, the decision a little bit, but I also don't I don't understand what he's fighting exactly, right? If the U if U S soccer, I like I don't I don't I, let me finish. I don't believe that the women's national team is trying to take advantage of U S soccer and get more money than they deserve, right? Uh, yeah. So why exactly? Does he have to gain? And I'm not saying he has to give them everything that they want because clearly there is a, there's a finite amount of money and he can't just give them absolutely everything. But when it comes to paying both of these teams equally and realistically, for now until the the the, the popularity of women's soccer is is bigger, realistically. The, the the women will always probably have to succeed more than the men. Or not always, but for for the next you know foreseeable future, they they'll have to be more successful than the men to probably make as much money, right? But it's also stopping us. Uh, to to your point, the, I don't think he gains anything. Part of me thinks this is such a bad misstep that maybe he's fighting people on the inside, and I don't want to make him seem like a good guy. So I'm, this is just a theory that is w- one of the 50 theories yeah. that I have. Maybe he's fighting people on the inside that don't want to give them the money, because to me, it's more of a budgeting issue. They keep, remember the last coaches conference we went to, everybody was talking about the 100 plus million that they have yeah. in the bank, and everybody wants to spend it a million different ways, and everyone's like trying to fear how that's going to sort of run away, and then it's going to go away. Part of me thinks he, he wants to pay them maybe and since no one else is willing to do it he sends this out as sort of like just release the garbage and everyone see how garbage it is and oh well my arms are being twisted i have to give them the money maybe that's a possibility i because there's nothing else that makes sense for releasing this it's clearly clearly falsified on many levels so much that the men's side of u.s soccer had to come out against this and it's making Carlos look bad. This to me seems like it should be, if not could be, the end of his presidency. 
this leaves a bad stain. You can't trust a man who has released a letter with nothing but, you know, and it's not false numbers. It's numbers manufactured to make him look better and to make the other side look wrong. This doesn't make any sense. And this doesn't, now we can't talk about how Sky Blue has sold so many tickets for their game against Rain FC that they're asking their fans if it's okay to move it to Rebel Arena, which is huge. Yeah, yeah. And we've been talking about how women's soccer has had these opportunities and they've never been able to capitalize on it. Now it seems like the NWSL is actually able to capitalize on it. And what is it? Uh, hashtag won't stop watching or can't stop watching. They have like their own hashtag. What, what did he say? Yeah, yeah. He said, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> watching. Yeah, watching. <laughs> but like, um, now we, we're seeing the signs of these successes. And yet again, they're getting U.S. soccer instead of saying, this is making us money. Let's help. They're stepping on their own feet. And they're stepping on the feet on the, on the feet of others. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a, a weird strategy. Don't I don't get it. it to, to call it a strategy is giving it a compliment. Well, what is happening? It, it, see, it seems like the look from as a fan. It's like, yo, these these women are are putting U.S. soccer on the map. You take advantage of that. Pay them what they're worth. Uh, uh, you know, use use their popularity. They're on every TV show. Use, is is uh, Josie Altador on Jimmy Kimmel? Is you know, um, is he um, going sneaker shopping with Joe LaPuma? Exactly. Like what? What? You, this is the the. The disconnect uh, where we t- constantly talk about the culture. Right. Ain't nobody asking Michael Bradley to eat hot wings. <laughs> oh, I would love to see his uh, red bald head. You, just knew, you know he won't have any emotion. <laughs> just, just a machine eating those things, pounding them down. Yeah. He's, dude, are you eating the bones? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yo, if, if I was running U.S. soccer, I'd be like, yo, the, the man ain't doing much. Let me take advantage. Let's let's grow their their own personal brands. Let's help use that to propel U.S. soccer, get more people into into the sport. Take advantage of it. The truth is, both sides could learn from each other. Yeah, and this they're causing a split, and the split isn't amongst the players, but they're causing a split within U.S. soccer for no for no good reason. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's odd. So uh, we'll stay on top of it. You know, I know you come you come to us uh, to get the details on all these uh, yeah. all these legal stores. proceedings. <laughs> I you know you come to Cooligans for that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but it, it was a, a pretty pretty fascinating thing. If you weren't like uh, you know, if you're not as uh, ingrained in uh, a soccer Twitter, because uh, it was pretty wild. And shouts to Jill Ellis. You know, uh, you didn't get much of a chance to get a congratulations because all this crap came out. But uh, congrats to you. Uh, good luck to, with whatever it is you're doing. Uh, the lasting impression of you won't be, uh, you know, Hope Solo's uh, nasty comments. It'll be you hoisting a second World Cup in a row. Exactly. Uh, you can't argue with, uh, with, with the trophies that, that, yeah, that she's won. So um, we are... Uh, we are at, at in Orlando at the All Star Game, uh, the, well at the All Star Week, right? Uh, and there's still a bunch of stuff going on. We're going to the Skills Challenge. So That's we're, right. We're That's reco- going to happen soon. We're recording this on uh, on Tuesday, the day of the Skills Challenge. So we're ha- right after we're done recording this, we're going to head over there. So we'll uh, let you know uh, what is what it was like, and you would have watched it on TV. Uh, but we'll let you know how we experienced it on the, on our next episode. On the front lines. Uh, also, make sure to listen to the part two 
episode of uh, the crossover uh, Total Soccer Show episode that we also did. Uh, so uh, th- those are may have come out on the same day. I'm not sure when. Yeah, I'm not things. sure what's happening. But yeah, it'll be out. You'll have access to it. Exactly. So uh, tune in. My voice is less worse than this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shouts to all the Gully Squad members who uh, got to ask questions on that episode. That was a lot of fun. Yes, exactly. And uh, don't uh, forget, if you guys want to help support the show and you want to uh, help contribute questions to the show or some of the stuff that we talk about uh, or help us do more episodes, uh, go to soccercoolians.com slash Gully Squad. So uh, given that we are here at uh, the All-Star Game is today when you're listening to this, right? So, Atletico Madrid uh, against uh, the MLS All-Stars. We did go to the press conference and we got to ask some questions. That's right. Uh, and that was like a, a cool experience. I mean, Diego Simeone was there. Uh, Coque. Uh, and Savage. And, uh, Stefan Savage, right? Yeah. Uh, who, obviously, Croatian, I assume, right? I'm assuming Croatian. Something from the Eastern Bloc. Wonderful Spanish. Wonderful Spanish. Very yeah. impressive. Uh, uh, reminded me of Velko Panovic also. Yeah. Who played in Spain. These, these Croatian, so, I don't know how these Croatian dudes pick up Spanish so well. Yo, if you're a Latino, do not talk spicy <laughs> in Spanish. You're a Croatian, my guy. They are prepared. <laughs> they got it. So, uh, uh, and then the MLS All-Stars, uh, so uh, the head coach. James O'Connor. James O'Connor. Joseph Martinez and uh, um, Matt Hedges. No, no what's his Walker name? Zimmerman. Walker Zimmerman, that's right. <laughs> sure. I was so close. Walker's so, in of LAFC. They were, te- they were teammates once. Yeah, they were. Um, and uh, listen, uh, we got to ask a couple funny questions. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Christian stopped me from asking a uh, question that probably uh, would have gotten us booted from the conference. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And we asked uh, Joseph Martinez how it felt to have to play in a purple shirt. Um, and he yeah. kind of giggled a little bit. And he was like, yeah, no, why? You know, and then he gave us the, the regular media trained answer that uh, it doesn't matter the shirt. You know, I, I come to play to win. And then I can't wait to go back to Atlanta and I didn't put on my, my regular shirt yeah uh which was kind of cool um and uh you asked about uh diego costa uh walker's everywhere having to defend against diego costa who we saw uh we went to the real madrid uh atletico madrid match that's right at MetLife, uh which was wild a game that started off with six goals uh, in the first half in the first half for for, for atletico uh it was um, it was unbelievable it was, no one there were so many sad Real Madrid fans. It was uh, kind of nice to watch. Um, I'm not a fan of either team. Uh, you know, I've been a fan of uh, Atletico Madrid in, in certain times just because of Diego Forlan. Sure. Uh, because I only watch uh, teams of, who have players that I've scared. Uh, but it was... Um, it was it was it was kind of nice to see you know sort of the the tables turn a little bit even if it wasn't a regular season game, the fans treated it like it was the most important game of the season. You yeah. know there were fans uh, arguing back and forth, and there was a lot of passion, a lot of emotion in the game in the stands. It was very well attended. You know, shouts to ICC once again for uh, hooking us up. Shouts to McDonald's Corporation for getting us a a, a car to and from the game. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> that yeah. was dope. I yeah. mean, I'm you know I, I like to tell the fans when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was pretty crazy. They they got us uh, a black, what, like an SUV, yeah, uh, to pick us up and take us to. The, it was just re- wildly unnecessary. Yeah, thank you. So I, much. It was perfectly necessary. <laughs> and once again, we will happily unbox your car service <laughs> if you want to send us that. We just unbox the car itself. Yeah. Oh, do I get to keep this? <laughs> Who's this dude in the front seat? Uh, uh, it was. Uh, you know, it was so dope. It was uh, working with ICC has been an absolute blast, and uh, getting a chance that we met Swiss Beats. Yeah, uh, we almost met Carmelo Anthony, uh, Bebe. I mean, the names go on and on and it's on. It's just uh, uh, a star 
aesthetic gas. And us, we were there. We were there. And people were, you know, came coming up to us and giving us a lot of compliments on Charlotte. Charlotte was a blast. You guys heard all about it. So, yeah, hopefully we could do some more stuff with them next year and, you know, keep uh, getting this uh, gully, gully nation out there. You yeah, know, sure. keep getting the, the, the name of the Cooligans in, in a bit brighter we spirits. We got re- rebrand to the Gully CC. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but so that was a, a cool experience. And, and it's interesting to have seen Atletico Madrid. I'm curious how they're going to play against the MLS All Stars because it clearly. The, they came ready to go. Zhao Felix is a big yeah, dude. Uh, well, you know, I was a little concerned about like uh, Griezmann leaving and what the team was going to look like, but he's a valid replacement. Yes, and also they spent that money really well. Yeah, either did. that or you know, uh, Zizou didn't really plan. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, you, you sort of uh, Real Madrid did look uh, s- slow, unprepared. Uh, I think you know you lose Real Madrid, you lose that game two nil. It's like whatever preseason. You lo- you lose seven to three. There's that, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. And then and, and there were reports that uh, uh, Eden Hazard uh, was saying that he, he came in uh, into the season overweight. Yeah, what reports? You could see it. Yeah, looking his shoulders looking thick. Yeah, his belly looking. <laughs> you could see his belly button. <laughs> no, he, he's he didn't look like. You know, crazy, uh, you know, overweight or anything like that. But but the, he had a Mkhitaryan like off season, uh, you yeah, know. But it's so weird because the off season is just like a couple weeks. But you know, I could put him work in a couple <laughs> weeks. Are you kidding me? What's he doing in just in that short amount of time? Not going to the gym. That's I mean, what he's doing. He needs to keep twerking. That's what yeah. he needs to do. <laughs> yeah, dude. He celebrated too hard. He twerked too hard. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it, I'm interested to see how they're going to approach the game, given that uh, I so. Like if if the MLS All Stars were playing Real Madrid, I'm like, yo, they got this. They're probably gonna beat them like four. I was gonna say least. at least four or five <laughs> out then, right? But Atletico looks ready to go, and it was the first time I got to see Diego Costa play in person. That man is unbelievable. He, I mean, he's like one of the, I, like I mean, he's one of the t- toughest, strongest players I've ever seen play in person. And I'll say this, dark arts need to be renamed to the Diego Costa arts because that man does everything perfectly if you're trying to disrupt the other team. Yeah. Yeah. Using bad tactics. Well, not only that, but what I was paying attention, I was watching his actual play. Right. Okay. I was, and I was like, Ooh, he pinched him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, His back to goal. I I don't know who's going to get the ball away from him. Nobody. How many people tried to physically push him off the ball? It doesn't happen. Just no matter what size that person was, they could not. And, and to be able to maintain control when people are physically trying to push you away from the ball and, and still get around defenders. He's not super fast, but he physically moves you away from him. Yeah, he'll take you with him if he wants. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a mountain of a human being. So, so, so also, what I learned from watching him in that game is there's no angle you could force him to where he's not dangerous shooting at the goal. He, you could, you could have him driving away from goal, and he'll turn and shoot yeah. and hit it at an angle where the keeper can't stop it. It is legitimately one of the most impressive things I've seen in a long time from someone of that size in soccer. Yeah. Typically, you see someone of that size as more of a defensive midfielder, center back kind of a size, sure. and he uses it to such incredible effect uh, in in the final third. It's it's wild. Oh, well, that's why I'm, I'm worried the MLS All Stars are going to get eaten alive. Are you talking day. about? Yeah, well, Matt Hedge is going to crush. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> Walker Zimmerman is going to be just fine. Okay, just draw. You could get him going in a red card. That's all it is. I'm excited to see MLS defenders 
up against this guy. I want, I, it's going to be a challenge for them. And I, I'm just, I'm, I just want to see what they do. I, you, I, even if they get embarrassed, I'm like, all right, good for you. You learned something today. Yeah, if you could train against Zlatan, you'll be all right against Diego. I, I mean, Diego Costa. I kind of disagree. Zlatan is not as physical uh, pushing people off but the I mean, ball. But I mean, he can be. He's, he's very difficult to get off the ball. Yes, but yeah. not as much. Diego Costa is, is in a league of his own. Also, Diego Costa does that thing where he grabs around your neck and he rakes the side of your face with his nails. Every time no, there's a I, I don't want to know why he, why he does in his love life. Yeah. That's, not, <laughs> that's not my business. He's a passionate man. <laughs> so, Those are the marks of love. <laughs> so um, if you're listening to this uh, during the day, the MLS All-Star game uh, is today. Uh, th- uh, this evening, I believe at 8 p.m. Uh, on FS1 and Unimas. Uh, so make sure uh, you check it out. Yeah, give it a check out. No, so, I don't know what I just said there. Give it a check out. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we're going to take uh, a quick break and we'll be back uh, with our next segment. Um, hopefully my voice is better than it currently is. It probably will not. Uh, but this this is what it is, everybody. Buddy, let's just blow your voice out completely. Let's go nuts. I don't even know what that means. Oh, we're about to find <laughs> out right after this. <laughs> Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break in with a word for one of our sponsors, NYC Footy. NYC Footy. You know, I, I, you know, it's been sad because we've been traveling so much and I haven't been able to play in some of our games. But Cool Against FC has been winning. So I don't know what Is that means. Is there a means. correlation there? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. It's just a, it's just a crazy coincidence. Uh, but no, NYC Footy, uh, some of the best leagues uh, across New York City. You want to play in Brooklyn. You want Beautiful to fields, too. Uh, all Overlooking the- Lower Manhattan on a pier. Yeah. If you want to do that, you can get a little bit of a discount if you use the word cooligans. Now, you could be an individual player or you could be a team. I didn't know that. Exactly. Alexa, I'm surprised you didn't know that because I tell you all the time. We've done these ads before. <laughs> so if you are an individual player and you don't have a team, sign up as a free agent. Use cooligans. You'll get some money back. And if you are a team, you'll get even more money back if you sign up and use the word cooligans. Again, that's NYC Footy. Check them out. Absolutely amazing. Use cooligans. You'll love us. Yeah, baby, we're back. Oh, we are. Now yeah. we're we're in uh, we're in the dungeons <laughs> of ESPN yeah. uh, of wild wide world of sports. This is where they keep the uh, Mickey Mouse heads <laughs> from uh, from Disneyland. <laughs> sure. uh, hopefully, it's just the the masks and not the actual uh, heads in them. Uh, that's I, yeah, it. of course. <laughs> yeah, no, not the heads in them. But guys, I mean, look, we 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 talk about we're we're gonna interview. Amazing guests. And that's just what we do when we come to MLS events and doesn't get any better than this next guest of ours. You know him. You love him. He's been on our show before. One of my favorite guests. Put your hands together for the one, the only, John Strong. I think everybody. a tennis event here where I'm just sort of doing yeah. this the whole yeah, It's sure. going to be a lot of yeah. that. It's going to be a lot of that. You're going to have uh, some, a muscular neck issue at some point. Uh, because it's going to be a I lot. work with Stu Holden. I've had a muscular neck issue for two yeah. and a half years. Don't worry about it. Because you keep, you, he breaks necks. So you look at him and he's handsome. Not as many as a pain in my neck, but yes. Yeah. That, that's that's exactly how yes. I read okay, that. Well, you know, I, I you, went, you went to his beauty I'm first. Bad, I'm batting 500 now, so we'll, we'll keep it up. Uh, John, thank you so much uh, no, for thank you joining us. And yeah, it is uh, pretty wild to be here. I've never, uh, the last time I was in Orlando was uh, I came here and I went to SeaWorld uh, and Universal Studios with my first girlfriend. Wow. It was my first like vacation. Like I felt like an adult. What was, what was the weather like last spring when you were doing that? Was it- <laughs> oh, sure. Yes. Uh, I, I just celebrated my 21st birthday. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. I will tell you this. Christian's girlfriend is on this trip for a few days. And yeah. 
while I was with them, the news broke that the last time he was here, he brought an ex-girlfriend. And I, I was going to ask which, not which be a one of the yeah. It did not break. <laughs> <laughs> that news it, broke. Did she want to hear that news again? No, she no, did not. No. But she it, didn't want to be reminded. <laughs> this is what John. This is no, what Jane. No, John to the kids. <laughs> when 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 you have another significant other, yes. the previous ones don't exist anymore. You bury those stories. You Photoshop them out of your yes. prom photos. Yes, <laughs> I very never, true. Yeah, I never learned that. My problem. My wife is still mad at my mother for having my prom photo up. I'm like, it's my prom photo. <laughs> <laughs> That's allowed. It's not a picture of us at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> well, okay. Well, uh, John, anyway, bring, it's been great, guys. I yeah, really yeah, appreciate the time. This is why you bring John on, <laughs> just to have a relationship <laughs> advice with John Strong. John, apologies for my voice. It's been a, a, a rough go out it's, here in it's Orlando. It's very husky. It's got a nice timber to it. It's right? got. It's a little whiskey-ish. It is, yeah. yeah it's okay. no, listen, I, I went on the air with laryngitis earlier this year, so I can't really say anything. Oh, that was that was not a fun day. Okay. Week, week two of the season. So yeah, I, I'm not going to make any comments. Now that- was it, did, your, did your stoic, iconic voice change at all? Yeah, it sounded like I was gargling gravel the whole time. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> it was bad. And, and I hated every minute of it. And, and it freaked me out. And it was the worst thing. Because it, it's, you know, I compare it to, and I had to be careful how I said this in front of Stu, but it's sort of like if you're a player. And, you know, you tear an ACL. Right. It's that's your livelihood there. And that was the thing with me. It was like this horrible week of just, you know, and I thought I was going to get better and I didn't. We did the game and it was the worst thing ever. And then I, you know, the, I had a tube snake down my throat the next day back at home. and It was the whole thing. So that was more than you guys were interested in. But the point Not being, at all. Actually, I was so interested because, you know, you go through that moment as comedians. I lost my voice when I started uh, when we started doing the podcast a lot. And I thought, oh, oh my also God, when, yeah. when you start in The Little Mermaid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I found it again by the end of the movie, which is kind of cool. Turns out I've been using a fork all wrong. Uh, so I freaked out because I thought this yeah. is my life. Yeah. What do I do? It's a lot like yeah, tearing an ACL. You think is it ever going to yeah. change? And to the fans, uh, they prayed and they lit candles. They did not. <laughs> Nobody cared. Uh, but John, actually, I have a great question for you. As someone who calls these games, and this is your life, how much vitamin C do you take in on a daily basis? I do every morning. I get it's it's emergency, but it's like the special like immunity. Like it's a higher level. I sure. get it at Costco. Yeah. I get it in bulk. Okay. And every single morning, that's that's you go wholesale. The first thing I do <laughs> is that with water to sort of start hydration, but get that in. And listen, I got two young kids so and i'm on airplanes and you have all these things around yeah. you and it's at, you know my wife and i joke that this is the money maker so we sort of make jokes about that but the honest truth is that i have no other discernible skill set i have no other way to provide for my family so if i'm not able to talk and talk well or speak good um <laughs> the whole thing sort of breaks down so yeah i i am very i've introduced Stu to the special tea that i drink uh i've got ricola cough drops i've got all these things that i do to to oh, man, make got- sure that I'm You're gonna have to, to share well. this with I, us off camera. Oh, there's a whole I'm thing. Have to get this routine. Yeah, 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 yeah. my wife just told me I start. I, I should start using eye cream. You know, because I'm gonna be on TV. For your she voice? says I don't know how it's gonna help. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, it's disgusting tasting. <laughs> no, so I put it on my eyes, and I, I thought th- I think your wife is trying to poison you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She told me this new uh, cyanide treatment for your throat. <laughs> I uh, I was like, oh, if I'm taking care of my eyes, I should probably take care of my voice, right? And even though I'm known for having a bit of a horse like voice, you know, whatever horse voice or, or rough voice, I need to take care of it, right? I can't completely lose it. So I was interested in that. Well, how do you prepare for an MLS All-Star game? Because the players take it serious, but it seems like no one else does. Everyone else is like, well, this is a fun thing. But then you guys show up and you're calling it like it's a World Cup final. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I I, I think... <laughs> World the, Cup semifinal? Yeah, sure. There, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say World Cup group stage, Denmark, France, where neither team wanted to be there. No, okay. um, <laughs> 
It's a different prep because you understand what it is and what it isn't. And, and this is my third all-star game. And I've done, I've done ICC games over the years. I've done the friendlies where it's European club X against MLS team Y. Um, and you understand that you're not calling it quite the same way. And, and it's more about, can I provide, cause you, you, you think about it from the perspective of a fan, you know, oh, my guys at the All-Star Game. So you want to have something nice to say about each player when they come on, a little nugget for the fans who don't know the other players, yep. a little bit of background on, you know, who Atletico are and some of their players. And so it's much more, it's much less, I'm not looking up formations or, you know, recent records or some of those things. It's more, can I get a good 10-second nugget on each player that's going to see the field? And, and then the rest of the time, you know, call the game to a certain extent um you know try to try to involve katie more we're trying to do some innovative things we'll see if they all pan out because there's pushback from different people um can we get more sort of from the players on the field things like that and try to push the envelope because yeah i think if you if you do it like a regular game people sort of know it isn't sure so you have to try to find other things to make it interesting and fun and what i'm hoping for this game now again people are theoretically listening to this after the game has happened so judge me if i'm right or not they'll be listening to this before my hell perfect okay good so uh and then just burn it afterwards and then (laughs) the hope is that with you know you got slaton you got vela you got rooney you got nani you got posuelo you etc 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 The, the tricks and the flicks and the skill and the quality. And then also a team in Atletico who, and, and we spoke to a couple of their players today. I don't think Diego Simeone does preseason half-assed friendlies. I, Not he, at all. He, sure. We were there at the Real Madrid, like the Madrid game in New York. Yes, you saw the way they play. We, we saw the training session today is a Christmas to it. There's an intensity to it. Yeah. And so in that regard, yeah, they're not going at it all the way, but they're going to go for it more than, honestly, Real Madrid two years ago. Dish did not want to be there, and right. that brought the game down. Sure. And, and so that's my hope. Actually, it's a, it's a good opponent to have in that regard. It might be for a good I, game. You know, what? I'll disagree there. I think Atletico is not a good opponent when it comes to uh, the flash and skills and tricks. They're the most one of the most defensive teams in the world. I, in that regard, yeah, yeah, I, I, hear I would you. have agreed with you until the the six nil in the first half against <laughs> yes, Real Madrid. Sure. Yeah, seems to be a little bit of flash there. You no, know, well, the, the um, defensive in that, I don't think the MLS All Stars will score a goal. And I'm worried that they're going to be so, so embarrassed. It's the first time I'm like that concerned that they're they're just going to put like a defensive masterclass and the MLS All-Stars, given as great as they are, that their individual ability will not uh, like uh, uh, overcome that 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 defensive chemistry that they have. That, that but it's also has. like a meaningless in the sense that if that happens, it doesn't matter. It's more of about the fanfare and the, and the and the what is it? The 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 pageantry of it in a game like this. How much in a regular game? How much personal stories, percentage wise of the of the calling the game, can you add? Just like because you know, I grew up listening to John Sterling. You know, John Sterling on the radio, and he's one of those guys who'd be like, "I had the chicken parm. It was great, great, Derek Jeter two and two. Anyway, so there's a guy with a violin. Like the game didn't matter to him. You know what I mean? Like it was, I would say, like eighty percent. Because you're doing 162 of them, and you're bored, and you're trying to entertain yourself. And I'll be honest, baseball. One one of my heavy influences, and the reason why I do a lot of that storytelling, a guy by the name of Rich Burke, who who is a longtime minor league baseball broadcaster in Portland, and he is a Vin Scully acolyte. He is of the school of Scully. And and so I learned through that, that idea of weaving the storytelling in, because I find it interesting. And so to your question, in a regular game, I'll try to find two or three. to Because like, a couple things. I think it's interesting personally. Number two, I think it's worthwhile to get you to know who these players are, because sometimes you don't. It's, it's not like a LeBron James where he's covered you know, 24 hours At a day, all these sports talk shows. Yeah. If, if it's MLS guys, where else are you hearing about them potentially? And I think it also has been a way for me to differentiate myself from other play by play announcers. So in this game, theoretically a little bit more 
tried them to get a little, a little bit tighter um, with the understanding that in a regular game and sometimes in this, I sometimes go too far. I sometimes am, am on a super long store. I'm doing too many. And at a certain point, whether it's my producer or my wife is texting me or my own <laughs> voice in my head is like, why don't you just back off and just let's just take a few plays off and not talk for a minute. So right. trying to find that right balance. But I think it is relevant to a game like this to, to again, particularly, you know, one of the ones I've had in my head is Nick Raimondo and sort of if I can do it, no, eulogy is the wrong word, but but, but uh, um, <laughs> R.I.P. Nick Raimondo by the way, guys. <laughs> but, but, but some sort of a little honorific to Nick Raimondo sure. you know, his last All-Star game, his last season, I'm going to have 15 seconds at some point to say something about him, what do I want to say to sort of, you know, give a little a little nod to Nick Raimondo, so well, things like that I mean, one thing I would suggest, because we had discussed this before you uh, called the MLS Cup Final yep. last year uh, we had suggested, hey, you know what it would it be, wouldn't it be nice if you threw the word gully in the <laughs> broadcast, <laughs> oh, look, you weren't able to, we, we we tried to work, can, can we say naughty words on this I mean, this is, a, sure, sure, I, I try not to, we, we tried to work in shithousery <laughs> um, <laughs> which is such a great we word had, it well, sounds we, like only grandpas use it, so it's okay <laughs> we fell in love with that word at the World Cup last year, Stu yeah. and I, and and, and we have been trying to find a way during the Gold Cup. And so finally during the final, I think I said something about there's a word for that. And, and Stu goes, housery, I think is the word. I think shenanigans <laughs> is sort of yeah. a – so sometimes you try to get get things like well, you without know, getting fired. It's, you know yeah, Diego Costa is going to be at this game, so I have a feeling you're going to be able to use that word. Well, yeah. But, but <laughs> if ever a player and a manager have been kindred spirits, <laughs> Diego Costa and Diego Simeone, uh, I think would be two. They're yes. basically a UFC tag team that yes. decided to play soccer. <laughs> Reason 18 why I actually am sort of excited about this game, right. just just the specific dynamics yeah. of it. I just, I just think because it's an all-star game, because it's quote unquote meaningless. You want me to say goalie? I, I, I you know, I just think right. it, I have the shirt. By the way, you guys gave me the shirt. That's yes. right. I kept the shirt. I work out in it. I still have it around. Okay. All right. I get I get sideways glances at my gym in like suburban <laughs> Portland, Oregon, where they're like, I'm pretty sure that's inappropriate, yeah. but, I, but I don't know for sure. So, <laughs> so I, I, all I think is because it's an all star game, there's much less risk of any you know anybody slapping your wrist, wrist for, yeah. potentially. Counterpoint to that: this is the one game a year that the Fox Sports executives will probably. <laughs> watching okay. so I have okay. better luck in a couple of weeks when it's like LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders like okay. the weekend I'm actually more in the clear there but I, I get your point yeah, but yeah, you, yes. did, you did mention us um, in Minnesota for the stadium yes. opening when you were on Alexi Lawless's podcast that's right yes so thank you for that that, that was, was really the, the live soccer podcasting capital of the upper midwest <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Right. For, for a three week stretch there yeah um, when, well, did you talk- get the Juicy Lucy by the way we did that as well yeah that was good I get it you make a burger that the inside of it will burn your entire face thank you so much um, let's talk a little bit about uh, calling the game different today in 2019 as it has been in the past. I was talking to Kevin Egan, mm-hmm. right? Great guy. Uh, calls the Atlanta United games. And I said something to the defense, to, to the, to the reference. I referenced that when um, U.S. Uh, didn't qualify for the World Cup, yes. he was on air and he wanted to say something stoic, Walter Cron- Cron- Cronkite. Because what was his role? He was in the studio that day, right? He was in the studio that day. Yeah, and he aired on Jones. And I was having lunch with the two of them and they had mentioned they were they started referencing this game was the last time they worked together yeah and i said you know what makes the air now or what gets memes and and, mm-hmm. and gets the views is going wild doing essentially what we do because we're not quote-unquote professionals or professional in any way shape or form what you <laughs> i don't do, think you need the air quotes that you can say you're not professional but yeah, that's fine but like but almost like on purpose what you do is you want to think of sort of that stoic right thing to say that's somewhat poetic and that to some degree 
maybe I'm wrong, feels like that's starting to become passe. And TV execs want you to get the buzz. Like, what's the buzz thing to say? What's the hot topic? There's, there's a couple answers to that because the Walter Cronkite is is a good starting point because it's something I've thought of. You know, Bob Lee is is one of my sort of idols. He's on right. my Mount Rushmore of influences because he mixes sports announcing with with news anchoring. And in fact, a lot of my early broadcast experience was as a news anchor. So that idea of and there was a great piece on the Ringer a couple years ago of basically what Walter Cronkite and his ilk used to be. Now news anchors have no respect, but it's sort of the the lead network sports announcer, the Joe Buck, the Al Michaels, the Jim Nance are sort of seen in that in that sort of realm. So there is an awareness of that. Um, the idea, as you're saying, the, the sort of willingness to step out a little bit and get a little bit of buzz. It's funny because one of the old axioms in broadcasting was, and this is something I was taught growing up, the idea, the phraseology is it's off to Pluto. The idea is you say something if you make a mistake, just forget about it because it's off to Pluto. It's a radio wave and no one's ever going to remember and just get on with it. Well, that was true 10 years ago. It's not true now. Right. Everything is saved. Everything is online. (laughs) It's, it's awful announcing. It's dead spin. It's everything else. And so there is, you know, there's an irony sometimes with writers who get drafts and copy editors and all these different revisions they can do crushing us who work in a live environment, who get one shot to say any given thing. You're essentially improvising for 90 minutes. Yes, 100%. And, and so what I have done is tried to resist the temptation. I do feel there are diminishing returns if you're trying too hard to be too outlandish or be sure. too memorable. Um, That's like the sports center uh, effect. Yes, or or specifically, um, you know, the boom goes the dynamite kid or the old yeah. – um, the, there was a, a, an old SNL sketch with like Ray Romano where he's trying to sort of be the wacky right. sports center yeah, anchor. Yeah, yeah. And it is dangerous because I hear a lot of kids coming up that do that. And there are announcers that do that and they have a little bit of success. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in going viral. I'm interested in having a 30 year long career. And so I think you have to resist that temptation. And where I found success is by not necessarily doing that. Because listen, there are, uh, you know, one of the things I think that American announcers, i.e. me, tends to lose in comparison to English announcers is that the poetry, the little rhetorical flourish, the little one line that gets in. A lot of those guys, that's all pre-prepared. It's stuff written down on cards in front of them. And that that's another thing that I was hammered in me as a broadcaster is don't script out. Right. Let it be spontaneous. But there are also times that a goal happens. I'm not entirely sure what to say. Like my brain's trying to catch up to what I've just seen. Sure. So, you know, it, it's something I wrestle with a lot. And, and I take very seriously these elements of what I do is the balance between not wanting to be overly scripted, not wanting to try too hard because there's a danger to that. Sure. But also if you're just sort of bland and unmemorable, that was something one of my bosses once told me is you have to put your stamp on that moment. You have to tell me this is a, a John Strong goal. Right. Otherwise, we'll just have someone else. Like, why are you there and not someone else? And so yeah. trying to find that is is a difficult thing to do. You know, and, and I will say the some of the moments that I felt got away from me have been, or the ones where I felt most... Um, sort of hanging my head out the window of a moving car have been the ones that people have responded to the most, you know? So like when Zlatan scored the goal last year and I just went, come yeah. on, you know, yeah. or, or the one where I completely lost my mind when Bradley scored at the Azteca or yeah. things like that, that in the moment I'm like, Eesh. tends to have, but I think because I don't do that often, I think I did it every That's single why, game. Yes. Yeah. yes, exactly right. And so, fi- you know, saving it for that was, a th- you know, if you, 
if you consider this is zero and me screaming my head off, it's a 10. Yeah. Something I learned as a baseball broadcaster. If you go to nine on a two out double in the fourth inning in April, what are you going to have when you have just won the title exactly. and, and being able to, to sort of reserve it enough so that when the big moment comes, you've got a level you can go to. You don't do all the time. Right. Yeah. You know what? That uh, now that you even just say that all these big moments that you've called, they're, they're never the same moment. That's yeah. the idea. Yeah. It's, right. it's an organic because sort of, everyone is different. And that's that's mm-hmm. been my, you know, and it's and it's dangerous and difficult to minefield in some of these things. But that would be my argument against is maybe not the way I want to say it, but the contrast to Spanish language announcing culturally different. Yeah. But the idea being that if your call is the same for every single goal, theoretically, every goal is different. Every goal means something different. The context is different. And so that's, again, that that's what I've been taught growing up. Sure. Is, it's, that, it's just a different style, right? Yeah. And you know, speaking to that. You're having a hard time over there. Can, get, I, can I get you something? Can we get you a lozenge? Can we? I have, them. I, ha- I have them in there, in my bag. It but sounds I, like you swallowed a coat. <laughs> there's Captain Morgan's one floor up. They're now an official league partner. I can smuggle a bottle. Sure, out for that'll clear me right up. Buddy, that'll make you feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of that, because some calls could sometimes feel like, um, like almost a brand, right? Like a branding sure. thing. Yeah. And the one that comes to mind, and I, and I don't know who does this call, uh, a Spanish language call. He's the guy that whenever a great goal happens, he just he just says the word golazo and then screams the word golazo. I don't know who that is. Um, it is, uh, and I'm spa- it's, it's Univision's announcer, and he, he's um, their lead. Why am I spacing on his name Not right Nico. now? No, 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 no. no. Uh, it's it's their their lead guy. I can picture him on my mind, but he'll do that. Yeah, we're gonna be blah, blah, blah. goal. Go and, and that's sort of the way and, and it's his way because you have to get a full breath of air and if you've yeah. been calling the action you haven't done that and so that's his way of marking it it's in I see it's in buy myself a half second get my yeah. full lung of air the reason I love it is because yeah. it sounds like he is in absolute shock that that, that, that happened yes. and, and we're experiencing that I'm looking at him. his name because I, I don't want to be the idiot that didn't know keep talking though I'm no, listening but it is like he's like he says he says golazo and then I'm like, he's, he's like, is he okay? Is he going to yeah. be all right? <laughs> <gasps> he builds tension, though. Yeah. And there's something exciting about that. And you don't think about how much calling of the game is important until you watch a, like a highlight and they don't have the announcer in it. Oh, and sure. you're like, why am I hearing boom, boom, <laughs> boom all day? I want to hear like the, just the ball getting kicked. You want to hear the excitement. And you become the voice inside my head when I watch. There's a pill know, for that, by the way. I don't feel <laughs> that. Well, I don't take it. Put it, <laughs> put it in a chicken parm and I'll consider <laughs> it. But when I watch an MLS game live, I'm like, man. I wish John Strong was sitting next to me. <laughs> you know, that was that was actually one of the first Pablo Ramirez. Thank you. That was okay. Pablo Ramirez. That was one of the first really fun compliments I got uh, calling women's lacrosse at the University of Oregon, one of my early gigs on the campus radio station. And and the parents of the coach, uh, Jen Larson, her parents came to a game and they said afterwards to her, we didn't like watching the game in person as much because we didn't we couldn't hear John. And I was sure. like, you know what? That's probably the best possible way. That's great. If, if I'm if I'm adding to your enjoyment, if I'm adding to the to whatever it is, if I'm giving you something out of the game better than you would have had sitting in the stands, but I'm not taking away from it by over talking, I feel like that's actually the perfect. That's what I'm trying to do to make make your enjoyment of the game better, make you understand a little bit better what you're seeing or enjoy it more, have more context, whatever, without necessarily overshadowing the game. Right. You know, do you think the era of the guys like what Will Ferrell used to do, uh, the guy from Chicago, Harry Carey, Harry Carey like these maniacs. Yes. What was it? Phil Rizzuto. Uh, when I was a young, young kid, he would take 
the, he would leave in the seventh inning because he wanted to beat the traffic from the actual game he was calling. <laughs> and in the ninth inning, they would show the GWB, and the the guy was still there. It's like, there's Scooter on the GWB crossing the bridge. <laughs> like, those types of guys are iconic yeah. because they were like Dean Martin. They did whatever they wanted. And a they lot wanted. of them were buzzed on the air. Oh, 100%. They were drinking during the game. Which, which is why I made the Dean Martin reference. Yes. <laughs> they were trashed. I have once had alcohol while on the air, but I'm not going to. I've referenced the game earlier, but you weren't. You might not be able to connect the two, but continue. Right, good. I've done that once. What Denmark, you, France? Is that, what <laughs> that would have been the one. But that was, you should have had one. You needed it. Like, do you do you think about what your legacy will be? Like, if someone makes an impression of you, um, do you think about like, you know what? Maybe I should Stuart start is a drinking. Good impression of me, by the way. <laughs> um, it's an interesting be- because I think that's something I've read, particularly in baseball, that the era of the guy that has the local gig for 30 years and he's way different and he's weird, but you know it, that era is over. And, and it's more sort of replaceable, interchangeable professional announcers that don't necessarily have a, a distinctive brand or distinctive personality. Right. Which runs counter to the other just as accurate concept you talked about earlier is right. the announcer who's sort of being a little bit crazy and is trying to go viral. Like both of those things are true. Um, it's an interesting concept because it is something I think about that I, what do I want to be defined by? If I can do this, it was something I got in my head a lot about after the World Cup. I did, I'm 33 years old. I've done a World <laughs> Cup. Like what? And and the image, and I might have made this comparison to you guys uh, last year when I saw you last. You know, I think of what's the difference between the Macarena and Brown Eyed Girl? That one becomes this massive sensation, but sort of blows itself out. And, and, and the other, and, and is also the greatest song ever made. And the other, <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking about Brown Eyed Girl. But but how do you how do you create something that actually lasts and, and create a career that lasts and trying to do that without trying too hard to do it? If that right. makes sense, you know. Um, I, I think to, to help sustain your, your career, you need to start doing makeup tutorials on YouTube. Right. Uh, okay. I've seen that guy. I, and that's the thing. I do all my own makeup. We, that was one of our, at the Confederations Cup, was the Chileans laughing at us in the bathroom in Kazan because Stu and I are doing our makeup in this mirror and all that. And they're sort of looking at us like, what is wrong with these Americans? Yeah. Um, they're just drinking mate, smoking cigar. Yeah, they're having, they're having a grand old time. No, but I, I think about that of, you know, what is it? What would be that sort of thing? Um and I think trying to find, yeah, like you said, sort of that mix of being memorable without necessarily doing things that overshadow the game. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I have two kids to put through college. I have to keep this job for like a 20 years, I think. Okay. Uh, until Stella's old enough to get through college. So Jeez, I basically, you want to keep working until you're 55? Yeah, more exactly. years? Jesus, buddy. So that, that's, that's my biggest goal here. If yeah. I can just stay employed that long enough, then the rest will take care of All itself. Right. I, think, I, think you, I think you're going to make it happen. I'm I think hopeful. you'll be just fine. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I, I always, just to wrap up, uh, I I always love talking to you about the Portland Timbers. You are our Timbers expert. Right. Um, uh, uh, Brian Fernandez. Yes. Uh, speaking, speaking of crazy people. Yes. <laughs> we called him like a bruiser on this show because there's almost like he's not a poacher. He's a bruiser. He, you know what he is? He's actually remarkably similar to how my wife was a, as a player. She would become this different person in the field. She would become a lunatic. Okay. And and she would run around the field like a crazy person. But she made her team better. She scored goals. She she unsettled the opposing team. Um, Brian Fernandez is a very interesting one because it, it, we had a lot of conversations with Gio Severesi and and you, a great example of it is they bring him off in the game against the Galaxy, and he's losing his mind. He's screaming at the coaches. He's kicking the benches. He gets back up off the bench and is doing this and MFing the coaches mm-hmm. and all this. And Gio at one point turns around and is like, just sit down. 
And so one of the coaches comes over and spends a minute with them. Zarek Valentin comes over for a minute. Diego Valeri, like they take turns. And that's sort of what this is. This is going to be a process of managing a, a 24-year-old kid who, in, in the truest sense, he, he comes from a life on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, he has very little formal education. He has had a very tough life. He's had problems with drugs. He's had problems getting himself finding trouble. Yeah. Um, that he's now, you know, in Portland, Oregon, trying to make it work in MLS now. And how can the Timbers manage that, get the best things that are out of him, try to smooth or at least deal with the rough edges? Because if they get that right, I think Portland's got a real chance to be a legit contender this year. Yeah. They got all the other pieces. And, and what they needed was that little bit of craziness on the other end of the field. Um, they and, needed a Geo Severacy on the field. And they got <laughs> well, <one>. that helps. <laughs> yeah. You know, or you think about how, you know, the ga- the idea of the Galaxy is 10 guys be good enough so that Zlatan can win the game for you. But, <laughs> sure. but I think Portland's got a better structure. Than, than the Galaxy do in that regard. But they need that extra little piece. And so that the whole season rests on that. If they can just keep him almost like a nuclear missile, yeah. if they can just keep him pointing in the right direction, they're going to have success. If he flies off sideways, which is very possible, the whole thing implodes. So I, I, I think it's one of the most fascinating storylines in MLS the rest of the year. It's it's impressive to watch what he's been able to do. Yeah, Amazing. And, I, and, he, and he won the fans over five minutes in. Yeah. That LAFC game in June, I was up in the stands. Five minutes in, everyone saw how hard this guy is working. He's relentless. He's everywhere. And he has quality. That's the type of athlete that people in Portland love. Is yeah. If you do all the other pieces and you're good enough to do something at the end. Um, so he'll be a fan favorite quick if he can... Again, just just sort of keep someone on, on the, the straight of there. Keep exactly, the exactly. He yes. looks like he's fitting in quite nicely to the, the clearly. Like uh, it seems like there's another Argentinian national team that the Portland Timbers are yes, becoming. Right? I was having a conversation with Nat Borchers that the days when he was on the team, it's like Nat Borchers and Jack Jewsbury and Ned Gabavoy and, and Will Johnson yeah, yeah. and all these things. And now it's all Spanish being spoken. Yeah. Gio's coaching in Spanish. The players are coaching Spanish. It's, and it's been a sea change in MLS, but the Timbers have been in front of it. Colombian players, Argentinian players, Central and South Americans. It's changed this league. Yes, and, and I would argue very much for the better. But it, the, we have seen a sea change in this league uh, with the types of players being brought in. And Portland is as good example as any. A C change spelled S-I change. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. Well done. Uh, John, On that note, good night, everyone. John Strong, thank you so much for joining us. You're going to be calling the game, uh, the All-Star game, uh, with Stu Holden uh, on Fox and Sports. And Katie with him. Don't, and Katie, don't with him. Katie, Katie with him. Katie is the star of our show. Katie is I don't back because she, she, she was away about that. Uh, raising her uh, her new baby for a little bit. In air quotes, yes. She was, yeah. We raise Owen as much as she does. The Fox Sports funded Danny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, it is great to see her back. So that's been awesome. So, uh, John, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the show. It's always an absolute honor. Uh, should we wrap up? Yes, let's the way do what we normally do. Right. Okay. Scream it again, baby. You can say <laughs> and the, meanwhile, the, the poor people in the office that are sharing a, yes. a so false wall a full over here. Wall here. <laughs> Please finish. Please, God, well, finish. Well, we got an applause. All right. So they had to listen to a part of a Cooligans podcast. Uh, so live. So, uh, so for John Strong, my, my name is Christian Polanco. And you don't. Please don't scream because you're voice. My name's Alex Guerrero. So together, what are we? The The Cooligans! Cooligans!